The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. He's a world champion wrestler, best-selling author, actor, and lead singer of Fozzy. Now, now he's rocking the podcast world. This, this, this is Talk is Jericho. Talk is Jericho. Starring Chris Jericho. Welcome to Talk is Jericho, the part of Thunder and Rock and Roll. The spell you run now will be broken by Chris Jericho. And guess what? It's Friday. It's Friday, Friday. Gotta get down Friday. Woohoo! Yeah, the People's Podcast has arrived. The remedy for boredom is here. Let's go for a ride. Bling ding down, bound, 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 Monkey business, monkey business, ding ding ding, monkey business, ding ding monkey business, monkey business, monkey business. If I got no monkey on my back. Woo! There's a new one for you, a little skid row featuring the uh, vocals of Talk is Jericho alumni Sebastian Bach, written by my buddy Dave Snake Sabo. I should get Snake on the show one of these days. I'm sure he's got some great rock and roll tales to tell. So much cool stuff from Skid Row. Uh, actually, Paige, WWE Divas Champion, one of her favorite bands is Skid Row. See the, uh, the kismet there? The Divas Champion loves Skid Row. I just did Skid Row song. And the Divas, the Total Divas, are here on Talk is Jericho today. They're back for season three on the E! Network, and it's a Total Diva Invasion here with Brie Bella, Eva Marie, and Ariane Cameron, the Funkadactyl, coming up. Have you seen Total Divas? It's a very, very uh, behind-the-scenes expose of a show. Cameras follow all of the Total Divas cast around all the time. 
in the ring, backstage at WWE in the arenas, on the road, at home, on vacation, all the time. And we'll hear what it's like, good and bad. We'll talk wrestling as well. Favorite matches, WrestleMania moments, main event moments, storylines, so much total diva action coming up today. Plus, we're gonna uh, I'm gonna tell you all about my 9-11 experiences. 13 years ago this week, the fateful day that changed America and all of our lives forever. So much to talk about. I appreciate you joining me today, and I want to say thank you once again for supporting my show and the great Talk is Jericho sponsors. If not for them, I wouldn't be able to do this for you for free for twice a week. You can check them all out by going to podcastone.com, clicking on the Keep Our Podcasts Free banner at the top of the page, then hitting the Talk is Jericho button. All of my Amazon links are there. Amazon USA, Amazon UK, Amazon Canada, A Easiest way to support the show because Amazon gives a small percentage of your purchase back to the show to help us cover production costs and stuff. So many exp- expenses here. Uh, but when you shop on the Amazon link, there's no extra charges or hidden fees, nothing. If you're going to be doing some Amazon shopping, please do it through my link. Just go to podcastone.com, click on the Keep Our Podcast free banner at the top of the page, then click on the Talk is Jericho button. I appreciate you supporting this show, supporting my sponsors. You know, you know I love to love you, baby. I love being here with you twice a week, and that's never, ever going to stop. All right. Got the Total Divas coming up. Brie Bella, Eva Marie, Ariane, a.k.a. Cameron. But I was going to do something else to, to kick off the show today, but then I realized this is the week of September 11th, 2014, and 13 years ago, September 11th, 2001, uh, the terrorists crashed into the World Trade Center, crashed into the Pentagon, Um, Whatever theory you believe, whatever reason behind it you believe, conspiracy, not conspiracy, um, whatever, the point is thousands of of people passed away on that day and and people have been feeling the effects of that ever since. I want to share with you what I was doing on that day. Uh, We had a show in San Antonio. I stayed over that night, went and hung out with some friends, uh, then woke up in the morning I believe it was at a Holiday Inn in San Antonio and was getting ready to go to the next show, which was in Houston. SmackDown was in Houston. Raw was in San Antonio. SmackDown was in Houston. And I woke up. I had a text on my cell phone or my dad had just called me. Either way, it was my dad had called me or texted me. He said, turn on the TV. Um, This horrible thing has happened. There's been a plane crashed into the World Trade Center. So I turned it on and I literally turned it on in time to see the second plane crash into the World Trade Center. Because the first one, no one really knew what was going on. Was it an accident? Was it you know, some errant uh, pilot out of control? But the second one hit and you knew it was some form of, a, of an attack. Now, I remember this vividly. My dad said that, uh, I think he said, he might have even said 50,000 people have died or 5,000 people had died. The, the initial numbers that came out were these huge, huge numbers. I think it might have even been 50,000 people have died. And he said it's this, this, this madman, Ben Aladdin, which at this point, you know, it's kind of funny, a little bit comical, but either he said Bin Laden or he thought the guy's name was Ben Aladdin or Ben Laden. Um, you know, everyone knows the name Osama Bin Laden now, but at the time, he'd never heard of this guy. 
So uh, I turned on the TV and just watched as, as all this horrible stuff was happening. And then everything just started unraveling and unfolding. And, you know, you don't really know what to do. So I remember I just because uh, you didn't know, like, is, is the whole country going to be under attack now or are jet planes going to come out of the sky? Is this going to be like Red Dawn and, you know, paratroopers coming out of the sky? No one really knew for sure. And then there was all these rumors that uh, all government institutions were in trouble and, and schools were in trouble because the terrorists were going to come and blow up the schools to take out the kids and you know, it, it, it's one of those things everyone says, you know, you know, if you were alive when Kennedy was was shot, everyone remembers where you were. Everyone remembers where you were when you heard that John Lennon was shot. And I, I do remember where I was that day. It was uh, I was in Winnipeg in getting ready to go to elementary school. I think it was in grade six, 1980. But you remember that day. I remember that day vividly of, of just the unrest of what everybody was feeling. Like so scary and no one really knew for sure what was happening. How far was this going to go? So I got in my car and I just did the only thing that I knew to do. Show must go on. Let's go to Houston because that's where SmackDown was. I think it's about a two hour drive from San Antonio or something like that. And the word was that the show was going to continue. You know, classic Vince McMahon, the show must go on. And as I was driving, you know, you call your loved ones. I remember I talked to my wise cousin, Chad, and and uh you know but no this this feeling of unrest i showed up at the arena in houston i walked inside and it was a ghost town there was nobody there the show had been canceled um i remember i met the singer from the galactic cowboys named ben huggins that's a very obscure reference but he was there working as a rigger and it's the one and only time i ever met ben huggins from galactic cowboys a band that i i dug very much um and we kind of talked over like what's going on what's happening because there were maybe putting up the stage or just taking it down. And we were going to go in there and do the show, but I guess the mayor of Houston canceled it because he was scared. You know, people were scared. Everyone was staying in and they're saying, do not leave your house. And so the show was off that night, but that was a Tuesday and we were told to stay in Houston until Thursday because they were going to have the show. So that was the hardest thing being away from your wife, your kids, your home, really nowhere to go stuck in Houston and all of the hotels were sold out. All the hotels were filled up lucky enough that we were able to get rooms, but nothing worse than watching TV and just waiting with bated breath. Like what's going to happen? When's the next bomb going to drop and being away from, from your loved ones. And so the time for the show came a couple of days of just basically drinking just to try and numb the, the, the uncertainty and numb the terror that all of us were feeling and it came time for the show, and it was the first mass gathering in the United States after 9-11. And that is a true fact. You can look that up. Uh, in the Houston summit, we had 10,000 people who showed up. And I remember the mayor asked Vince, please, we want to do this show. The people of this city, the people of this country need this show. And, um, you know, take their mind off it. And that's what we did. We, we did the show. It was one of those nights where all the good guys won. They did little tributes to 9-11 to victims and to the people of America. Ran that throughout the show. I remember there was some controversy because Stephanie compared the adversity to when her dad had been accused of the U.S. government of, of crimes. I think steroid trafficking and all this stuff. And I remember she went on and said, you know, the the American spirit prevails just as Vince's spirit prevailed when he went up against the government and won. I don't think she was trying to do it snidely or arrogantly. I think it was just the comparison that she made. 
did the show. And then right after me and edge and Christian got in the car and started driving because all of the airports were still shut down. Remember that. And he was either be stuck in Houston still or waiting as, as slowly, but surely planes were allowed back on, but everything was so backed up and we just left in Houston to Tampa. I think it's about a 10 hour drive, maybe a little longer. And we drove all night and I ain't talking about Cindy Lauper. We drove all night and Adam and I drove all the way. Jay just sat in the back. Christian sat in the back complaining the whole time. I remember we stopped at Krispy Kreme to get donuts. That's the early 2000s when everybody was into Krispy Kreme. That was the big treat. And I remember I got pulled over for speeding by a cop. A cop actually pulled me over for speeding, I think like in Valdosta or something like that. I remember saying like the whole country is coming down at the seams. I'm trying to get home to my family and you're going to give me a speeding ticket, you know, for that. And the cop um, was like, yep, I'm giving you a speeding ticket. This is still America, damn it. And it's like, all right, America, where everyone's trying to get home to their families. And uh, the the rent-a-cars companies were giving everybody a deal, half price or maybe no drop-off charge. That's what it was, no drop-off charge. Any car in America, you could take it and drive to to your house, and there would be no drop-off charge. That was kind of the... uh, the, the present from all of the, the rent car companies to all of the people. So um, it was a really cool time, a really cool moment in that respect. And then I got home and then you just have to watch the TV and, and wait and see what's happening, what's going on, what the problems are. Like I, like I mentioned, just everyone was really scared as, as to what was really happening. And then as the week went on, you know, the, the, the attacks were, we're pretty much finished and then it was just all of the repairs and everyone just trying to figure out what the hell was going on and we actually once again monday morning flew to memphis and if you think the fact that we had the first mass gathering i think we were probably one of the first teams if you're calling us a team that had to get back on the plane and you know our whole company had to fly to memphis and there was nobody in that airport tampa airport was a ghost town you know morning flight monday morning seven in the morning eight in the morning whatever it was it's usually jam-packed but there was nobody in there and when we got on the plane everybody was getting randomly searched and and i'll never forget there was a guy that had i don't know exactly what you call it it wasn't a burka it wasn't that bad but it might have been a turban or something like that and and, you know the guy walked on the plane and, and they didn't check him but they checked me and i just was thinking like the irony like wow it's pretty crazy, but that's America, right? Land of the free, home of the brave. Got on the plane, and usually I sleep on the plane. At this point in time, I was wide awake the whole time, waiting, watching the aisle. If anybody tried to come up that aisle and go into the to the pilot's you know cabin, I was ready to attack. And I was thinking, can you imagine if those guys that, I think, I can't remember what flight it was, United 54 maybe, that kidnapped the, the people on the plane and they had to crash the plane into the open field. Can you imagine... If the jihadists, the al-Qaedists, the terrorists got on the plane with the WWE crew, like, you're going to try and cut me with a box cutter? Like, dude, I do that for a living. You know, come at me, bro. Those guys would have been annihilated right then and there. Like, there was some, like, Big Show and Kane and Undertaker and all the lunatics, like myself and Eddie Guerrero and Angle. And can you imagine six scrying little terrorists with a box cutter getting on the plane trying to take it over with all of us? <laughs> But it was a it was it was a crazy time. Um, something I'll never forget. I'll never forget that morning waking up and my dad telling me that Bin Bin Aladdin had just killed fifty thousand people. And thankfully, it wasn't that many. But we're still feeling the effects to this day. So to anybody 
who lost somebody during that time frame. God bless you for all the people that, that lost their lives. Uh, God bless you as well. And God bless America. All right. Whew, that was some heavy stuff. So let's switch gears and have a little fun. The cast of Total Divas joining us. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Talk is Jericho. Okay, we are here uh, hanging out in the... uh, Did you guys just kiss? I know, right? I had to like look over really quick because I'm like, did even Ariane like, just little, kiss? Like, or something like that? No. Uh, yes, a little, a little uh, I'm here with, uh, with, with, with Brie Bella and Eva Marie and Cameron. One, one name only. You're like, uh, you're like Cher. Are you Cameron on Total Divas? No, I'm Ariane. Okay, but, but they her call diva you- name is like Cher, just Cameron. Okay. <laughs> so technically she has two names. Yeah. No, they call it, and they, so you're Eva on the show too, right? Yeah, even ran the show. I want to make sure because I know all your names, like both names. I know both your names. Yeah. Don't you love when fans come up to you and they call you by your real name? Oh, yeah. Like, because like, I read the internet. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's different because you know when it's a total diva fan, it's Ariane. When it's a WWE fan, it's Cameron. So right. That's how you know the difference. But let's talk about this. I mean, Total Divas is going into its third season. I mean, that's super huge. Like, yeah. I've done a lot of shows and they never seem to make it past season one. That's the hardest part is to get to season two. And you guys are like here with season three, which is amazing. I mean, um, how, did you ever think that when you first started that it would be such a hit? I know for um, myself, I definitely, if you would have told me a couple years ago, like, hey, Brie, you were going to have this hit show on E! about wrestling. Mm-hmm. I would have been like, yeah, right. E! audience doesn't care about that. But the fact that I feel like not only the E! audience, but a lot of mainstream women have gravitated to the fact that like we're these badasses in the ring. It's mm-hmm. just so surreal. Mm-hmm. And I think, honestly, that's why our show is doing so well, because people kind of look at us like as role models. They're just like, these women are amazing. I think mm-hmm. we're always like on people's Women Crush Wednesdays. Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree, too. I just think, too, it's like we have so many different personalities and everyone else, everyone has a different story to tell. So that's also nice too. You know, you do get, you know, so many girls together and it's like, you know, you have the love, you have the drama, you have the makeup and the breakups. And so it's nice for them to see like the difference of us being in the ring and outside of the ring and, mm-hmm. you know, the drama and relationships and dramas with friendships. So I think that's why people like it too. And, you know, people have never really got to see like WWE backstage. So for right. people to see that they're like, Wow, and like Bree said, you have these girls who are kicking ass in the ring and who yeah. are really making names and being women's role models. So mm-hmm. they're like, "Ooh, I want to be just like them." <laughs> it was huge for you guys too, because I mean, when this show started, obviously Bella's have been here for a long time, uh, but you guys—I mean, you've been doing some stuff with the Funkadactyls with with Brodus Clay, and you, Eva, had just I'm like basically brand new started. Baby. I would have never thought in a million years, not only to get into the WWE like developmental program and everything and then to have it amplified times a million showing like the world you know trying to be a wwe diva so like to just have that magnified is insane because it gets to you know the world gets to see how hard it really is to be a wwe diva or superstar starting out because i literally had first because you had just TV. been here i feel like it was weeks I and mean, i'm sure it might have been months but you had been just on the main roster 
only for a few weeks when you got the call to do this show, right? Um, no, I hadn't even... I just signed my developmental deal, and then literally 24 hours later, got the Total Diva call. So what did you think? I had no idea what to expect, you know, just because I was so excited just to get the developmental mm -hmm. deal for WWE, you know, moving. I wasn't supposed to move until July. Mm -hmm. I ended up moving within 48 hours. Um, from, I, California from California to like Orlando, and right? And I went to WrestleMania first day like on the job pretty much and I was just like blown away and then to have cameras like following you around is just surreal and how about you Aaron when you started it because um, you were kind of like I said you were the kind of the background dancer cheerleader working a little bit but now for both you guys you basically have made more of a name on Total Divas than you have in the WWE so far yeah, and I kind of like that, too, just because, you know, Naomi and I was kind of categorized as, like, the same person. Like, you mm -hmm. know, no one yeah, really yeah. knew, like, our story. Like, yeah, they're dancers, but what else, you know, do they yeah, bring? Yeah, what do you do, yeah. You know, and the same with me. I was in developmental for a little bit, so then I just did the dancing stuff. So having Total Divas, you know, gave me the chance. It's actually the twins. The twins came back, and yeah. we had our first, like, real angle, like, mm -hmm. being in the ring and performing in that sense. But, um I don't know. I feel like it's all a blessing, you know, especially being that girl from Tough Enough. That was the first eliminated to like where I'm at now. It's, it's awesome. Well, let's talk brief for uh, how you guys, I remember you guys left the WWE for a while, you and your sister. We asked Nikki to do this, but she declined. So of poop on her. She stinks. Yeah, she does. Um, <laughs> But I remember you told me, like, you had, because I would meet up with you guys a couple times in LA. We went yeah. to dinner one time, and you were like, oh, we got a couple projects that we're working on. And one of them was pitching this reality show around right. town, around yeah. Hollywood, as they say. So tell us about the, the idea and where this came from and, and how you got it to, you know, actually to go on air. Yeah, well, it's crazy because when Nikki and I left WWE, it was the hardest decision we have ever made. And um, I think for us too, you know, so many people thought we left because we wanted to go to Hollywood. It wasn't the case. We wanted a wrestling angle. Mm -hmm. And WWE at the time, they told Nikki and I, like, we just don't know what to do with twins. There's only so many things. And our contracts were expiring. And we're like, you know what? Maybe we need to walk away so they realize kind of what they lost. And I know some people laugh. They're like, oh, nothing. But at the same time, you do. You have to take those moments. You Well, yeah. And let, let's kind of break down a bit. We don't. There's only so many angles you can do with right. twins. You have, you know, a pair of very pretty girls that know how to wrestle. And they're twins. Right. And sorry, we got nothing for you. It's totally. kind of lame right? yeah it's and, lazy yeah and nicole and i just love the ring so much that you know after we did the 16 months of being the celebrity guest host assistants when we mm -hmm. did the stuff with donald trump and you know after doing all that we were just craving so much more ring time and so when we walked away we knew we were going to come back but we just knew it had to be at a special time mm -hmm. and then nicole and i so many people all the time would tell us like you guys need your own reality show because we fight like a old married couple <laughs> and yes. you know, my sister has, yes, yeah. <laughs> and my sister has no filter and can give two craps, whether yeah. you like her or not. I believe like, the new saying is zero given. Yes. Yeah. There you go. There you go. And, um, and I think too, because we're so different and people are always blown away. Like how are these girls identical twins, but yet can be more different. Mm -hmm. And so Nicole and I were like, we were talking, but, a lot of people, it was kind of like, 
we realized, you know, what's special about us is that we actually are wrestlers. And, mm. you know, when you step into Hollywood, they don't get it. Their first thing is like, oh, that phony stuff, mm-hmm. like whatever. And it's like, no, it's not that. It's actually very inspiring. As women, we travel the world. We get in the ring. Like, we do so much outside of the ring. And people's ears started really perking up. And um, it was really neat. And so just throwing out all these ideas, it just... It's crazy how it all came together. And then when Nicole and I came back, I'll never forget, we got the phone call. And they're like, hey, we have this angle. We really want you guys to put over the Funkadactyls. This will go into WrestleMania. And um, also, it's not for sure, but we might have a show idea. And um, WWE said WWE. They, oh. Total Divas wasn't for sure. Like, because really, when we filmed, started filming, it, we were filming more of a pilot. Mm-hmm. And Nicole and I knew this going in, which... We, you know, us original girls, we had to take that scary step knowing, okay, not only is everyone so annoyed backstage that we're filming, but this can fail mm-hmm. and it's on us mm-hmm. because are we exciting enough? Like, are we bringing, you know, all this stuff to the table? So Nicole and I are like, sure, we'll put over the Funkadactyls. Let's do this. And, you know, um, it's crazy because we come back. We're so excited here. We're in a wrestling angle and then we get cut at WrestleMania and we're like, are we cursed? <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh, your match got cut, oh, right? Yes. Yeah, that was. That's it was heartbreaking. First of all, tell us about that. So, so you're talking about what WrestleMania was it? Twenty eight or twenty nine? Um, it was twenty eight. Yeah, twenty eight. So, so the idea is they brought you back, Bellas, to face the Funkadactyls. Actually, no, twenty nine. Twenty nine. Yeah, because uh, that's right. That's yeah, right. Jersey, New Jersey. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. So Bellas versus Funkadactyls, and it's a big angle built up, a big tag team match, and you get there. So it didn't get cut like the day before the show. No. It gets we cut. are waiting. Well, tell in, us the story. In yeah, so, so we in were in Gorilla, and um, we just started realizing that the match before us was going, you know, over. Whose and match was that? It was uh, Undertaker and CM Punk. Oh, but you can't really say anything about you, that, right? You can't. Yeah. And I, will I was s- even going to say bastards, but as soon as you said Undertaker, no. it's like, sorry. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> we're all sitting in there, like glued to the screen because it was, it was an insane match. Yeah. But you are looking at the time, and you're like. Oh no! Like this is great, but hurry up. Yeah, well, and it's just like it's <laughs> such mixed emotions. Like yeah. you just you 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 know, and you hear like okay, if you know this doesn't wrap up in five minutes, then you know I you could hear them saying like then that's the the, the next seg is done. Wow! And um, but it was it was it was like a feeling of like here's this incredible match that's going to make history that. It's like, you know, like you're sitting as a fan watching, but then at the same time, you're like, oh no, I, I don't think we'll be in WrestleMania this year. Mm. And um, the minute Vince literally got out of his seat and he looked at all of us and he's like, I am so sorry, guys. I did not think this was going to happen. I will have to owe all of you, but you're not going out there. We have to cut your seg. Oh. I thought the how he had said it, I was like, oh, he's just going to be like, just kidding, guys. Yeah. <laughs> but that just kidding, like, never happened. But, yeah. You know, I know it had to be more devastating for you guys than it was for me because that was going to be like my first actual WrestleMania, like, mm-hmm. you know, being in the ring. Because before that, the year before, we danced. But it's like I'd only been here for only such a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. So it's like it was a blessing. But, you know, hey. You know, everything happens for a reason. Right. Look at this past year. Totally. We all got to perform. So, yeah, it, it was definitely devastating because it's just like we were so prepared and like, you know, ready. And it's like we're Adrenaline. riding gorilla like you're oh. in gorilla, like about to go out. And it's just like, oh, it's like, damn, it's kind of like a dream crusher. It'd be different if it happened like, you know, before the show or. Right. But when it happens literally like a minute or 30 seconds before yeah. you're supposed to go out. Yeah, I can. There's probably some tears. Oh, <laughs> oh all so of us. Bad. That was my first experience, like, 
being at a live WWE huge WrestleMania mm-hmm. biggest show of them all, you know, and I'm watching and I'm so excited and then all of a sudden I see all the girls come back and they're devastated and I'm like, Oh my god, what I sign up for? Like this <laughs> yeah. is crazy. Yeah, we was it was heartbreaking. But you know what? Like Ariane said, it's just like stuff happens and you just learned like there's always a tomorrow mm-hmm. and you know like your time will come at some point you just have to sure WWE is such a roller coaster ride yeah and if you don't know how to jump on that ride and go with it then you don't belong in this business yeah so. you need to have that ability to go with the flow and, and take totally. the good with the bad because it happens all the time you know but 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 when you say that WWE came back and said that we have a show idea this was your idea though you and Nikki came up with the idea of Total, well, Total Divas or I, they did Total Divas was more their idea. Like, we came up with the concept, but it wasn't, like, a a full-on diva show. Like, I mean, it was more about us, because you think about yourselves, right? When you're, like, but it ended up, they're the ones who added their own, you know, WWE uh, put on it, which Mm -hmm. to her, Nicole and I were, like, great, because... Nicole and I don't have to fill an hour of drama because that was kind of a lot of, we said no to a lot of reality shows because I mean, an hour of drama for two girls who are sisters, it's a lot. And it's putting a a lot time for a show. Yes. And her and I, we had to decline a lot because it was like, I'm not ready to just like throw like hit rock bottom and just like mm-hmm. become the next you know honey boo boo like yeah. no thank you <laughs> so um not, even though i like watching her she's hilarious <laughs> but so um when they said oh we'll be five girls nicole and i actually we were like that's awesome mm. and they told us like before we came back we knew who was going to be on the cast and i thought wow like those are great personalities everyone's so different and because you know, I knew the funks, bef- you know, mm-hmm. like I knew how they both were. And I'm like, people are actually going to see how different they are. They're going to see yeah. how the Bellas are so different. Here we're going to have a hot new girl that it's like, damn, like, are we all going to hate her? And then you have someone <laughs> like Natalia, who's just when so quick witted and hilarious. List, I was like, she's probably going to be the star of the show at first. She's, she's, oh, like, yeah. she's nuts. She's a heart. She, and she's hilarious. Like in a great way. Yeah. Like, hearts are crazy. Yeah. You know, Natalia's very nice to see you. Good to see you, Chris. How are you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right, like that's yeah. always, always on. Yeah, always on. well, because yeah. she's been grown up since yes. she was a kid to be that way. Totally. So the original five was was you and Nikki, and then you and Naomi, and then Natty. Yes. And then Eva Marie Eva and was introduced Jojo. to, and Jojo too. Right. So they brought in the two new girls. Yeah. Aww, okay. Yeah. Well, and Jojo's not on the show anymore. No. What uh, was there a reason or? You know, I think it was her age. Yeah. She was really young, right? Mm-hmm. Because you know, like off camera. That girl has so much personality, but oh I my think gosh, when yeah. the cameras, you know, she just couldn't bring it. It's it a just, lot to, t- like, it's a lot to take, think about, you're just right. now starting, your WWE is so new, do you know, when you first come to WWE, it's like a whole different ball game, and then having, you know, cameras, if you're not used to that, mm-hmm. in your face, in your personal life, they're like, okay, we need you to be, like, personal and talk about personal things, it's like, ooh, I think it was just, like, a lot for her to take in. Mm-hmm. I because agree. she had so, she had that, like, star quality to, right. she, to be yeah, she the really next. Did. She was hot, hot body. She's young. She can actually But wrestle. she's still with the company, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's okay. in development. Yeah, so she still has and the she's opportunity doing well. to get, yeah. you know, to, like, perfect, I think, you know, her craft. Then when she comes up here, she's fully mm-hmm. ready and engaged to, like, you know. Well, let's talk about, about you, Ariane. When you first came in, you mentioned Tough Enough, and you started on Steve Austin's version of Tough Enough. Yes. And <laughs> was there like an audition process for that? You know what's funny is that I originally did their diva search. And then from there, um, I was asked to do Tough Enough. Mm-hmm. And 
it was it was just crazy because like i mean being honest it's like i really wasn't familiar with the whole wwe world and then you know my famous quote of that's the Melina. best was it steve asked you what was your favorite match of all time and would you say melina versus alicia fox and oh my god <laughs> to this day i still get so much like backlash from that because people feel like wow you know this girl's not passionate but i don't think it's about where you start from i think about it's about where you finish and where, like you know your love well, sure for the i mean business. goldberg wasn't a wrestling fan either there's a lot of people that didn't start out as wrestling fans right. but let me ask you a question did you actually see that match and like it or was it just the first thing you thought no of? it's because at that time i was so intrigued with like the girls and now looking it back, was actually the match that was on raw like a the, couple weeks before yes yeah, here's it's, here's something that pisses me off though like if you legitimately liked that match and legitimately yeah. got something out yeah. of it, then who's to say that you're well, wrong? People are like, well, you know, you have like the Survivor Series with like Lita and Trent. And I think that they they were some yeah, kick-ass girl, you know what I mean? But I just feel like it's because, you know, people knew that I didn't come from a wrestling background. Yeah. Yeah. It's because you were I said a target. I was a target, so it's like automatic and I still get it and it sucks yeah. because I feel like I've come so far. I'm the you know, the mm, first one but, gone, the last one standing, and I feel like I've busted my butt to well, get. sure. And then, you know, not it didn't help not being in developmental for a little bit and then dancing. Because then it's like, okay, well, you're supposed to be in the ring, like, getting it, not, you know, mm-hmm. some back. But I'm like, hey, that's not what that's I asked. That's the role you're that's given. That's the role I was that's given, right. and I'm going to play it, you know. And I feel like I did well with that. Cause I and I was in the locker room. I remember when that aired. And a lot of the, actually, divas were kind of hurt by it, that saying our match, like, and not so much me, because I'm, st- you know, like, I'm always growing and learning. But, like, a lot of girls who, you know, at the time in the locker room, Melina and all of them, were like, oh, is our matches not something that it could be someone's favorite? Because I remember they were all a little upset, like, like thinking, like, okay, like they kind of took it a little personal yeah. too. And to me, Melina, I, I, I actually idolize her because I think that no, she's she was, she's she was, one of actually she's my favorite. Absolutely. One know? of my so favorite. So it just sucks that it's like I think it's because of my history. It's that's why I got so much backlash. Yeah, the you know guy, yeah. Target. It's like sure, you know? and it and it sucks because I I'm like I said I still get it to this day. Like the Melina versus like she has no passion. Oh, she's sucks like this and I'm like you know I still feel like I could do a, I tell this to Eva I could do a moonsault like off the top rope I could go like do a you know a dive and they would still be like oh <laughs> yeah, you know it's the Melina versus Lisa Fox girl, that's so kind of the, the, the world that you live in with, with fans because some fans are very kind of uh, holier than now know it all especially on Twitter and Facebook everyone's got an opinion but to me I thought like, I didn't know if you just said that because I never asked this before. I didn't know if you said that just because you didn't know anybody else. But if you actually like that match, then screw everybody else who says that you don't have passion. Yeah. That to me, that's the match you like. You don't have to justify it. If you got something out of it and you liked it, it's your favorite match. Done. Move on. Right. Move on. You know. Totally. So anybody that gives Ari on crap about that statement now has to answer to me. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, I like that. Yeah. 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 So yes. you're on my side. There you go. I am on your side. I'm on your I side. I need you on my side. Jerica. Absolutely. <laughs> now let's, let's. I just get as much heat as that. They just this love one. the two of yeah. us together. Like. They do. Well, let's kind of go into your story. Now, I met you a while back yes. through mutual friends at mm-hmm. the Rainbow yeah. upstairs. So crazy. At the, yeah, it was back at the Rainbow. At the Rainbow What's the Rainbow? Oh, now you, you got tried. Oh <laughs> you live in LA. She's, she's not a rocket ship. It's a famous uh, rock and roll club. In, on the Sunset Strip yeah. in Los Angeles, just, in Hollywood. I'm not good with that yeah, you, stuff, it's not—it's not exactly your type of place. Gosh, it's oh, mine. Oh, it's not. Well, I don't know if you're—you're you're not really a, a rocker <laughs> chick, right? But now, if you went there, you'd have fun. Yeah, so you would. Next time, we're, next really time we're we'll go to the Rainbow. But I met you through mutual friends at the Rainbow, and so crazy, just high and whatever. And I think maybe started following each other yes. on Twitter, mm-hmm. back and forth. And then out of nowhere, one day, I get this DM from you mm-hmm. saying, "Hey." 
I'm getting into wrestling. Do you have any advice? And I was like, what? Like, you never mentioned anything about that when we first spoke. Well, one, I don't think that would be uh, an opener. Like, hi, nice to meet you. By the way, um, do you have any advice for (laughs) me? That's true. (laughs) Um, But it all came so fast and so quickly. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to hit up Chris Jericho and be like, um... You know, do you have yeah, which was me? cool. But, but how, I think you were totally at the time were like, yeah, right. This is not going to well, happen. Well, I, I never say that because well, you just know that it's it's such a sh- like right. long, hard path to even get in. So I think that's what offends Ariana and I both. That even us being here and doing like the travel and the work is like not everybody can be a WWE diva. Or well, don't leave star. me out of that because I still too to this day. Yeah, because I, I came in through Diva Search, so I still will get people saying stuff. And I've been in the business seven years, almost eight, and I constantly still have to prove myself to but, fans because exactly. it's hard. But how else are you supposed to get into it? Exactly. I don't know. So it's just one you of know? those, like, you know, um, I don't want to say the word, like, hurt our feelings. But it no, it legit. Is. Because yeah, it's like, sure it we want to be here. We want to, to be the best that we possibly can be right. and exactly. put forth the best that we best show we can you know well and you can't ever apologize for the way you were raised and the thing is is that i know when i go out there i hope a 20 year old girl turns on wwe sees me in the ring and becomes a fan Mm -hmm. i hope it's not just younger kids following me their whole lives i hope that what i do in the ring not only inspires young kids but women and i'd say the greatest thing about total divas is that we are bringing in women from the ages of 15 to 45 who are like wrestling what Mm -hmm. and turning it on and being like oh my gosh Mm -hmm. men first off are in their underwear and have amazing bodies Mm -hmm. but then you know seeing us women in the ring and you know i was i grew up as a farm girl i and i played soccer i had TV didn't exist in my household. It was like I had to worry about feeding all these animals, walking to school, then going to soccer practice. That was my life. Mm-hmm. And um, I wish the Attitude Era was you know, brought in my house. But yeah, right. I mean, my parents, like, I remember the day I wanted to watch 90210. It was like, <gasps> like no, they make out. And I'm thinking, like, yeah, Jason, can I watch 90210? Jason Priestley's hot. Yeah, oh, my gosh. I used to love that show. Oh, me yeah. too. I was so addicted was to like, it. Yeah. I used to I be able to play the theme song on my bass guitar. Oh, would, really? Oh, I want to put my bass guitar on and play the oh theme song gosh, along with it. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. Yeah. I love... Well, actually, Luke Perry <laughs> came up to Nicole and I at a Comic-Con. And he was like, Bellas, I'm the biggest fan that's of you guys. Sure. And that's Nicole so and I were like, crazy. oh, my God, Luke Perry. Biggest like, forehead awesome. ever, but oh, yeah. man, he was so hot. Though, but the right? fact that he even knew our names. That's like, awesome. I was just like, you. and Nicole's like, oh, my gosh, I wrote him a fan letter in like sixth grade. He never responded. <laughs> oh God, yeah, I'm awesome. like, tell him. She's like, no. I was like, yeah, I was like, you should have went up. To, I, I actually see Nikki like going up and like, hey, I wrote you a letter. I know, right? She was too embarrassed. And he came up to us and. You know, That's always cool incredible. when you get that people yes. that you yeah. watch or respect or are you know doing good in other fields come up and go. I've been watching you, and that's that's, that's awesome. always nice to see. I you think know? that's what's like awesome about Total Divas too. Like Brie was saying, yeah. you know, just like the broad spectrum, fifteen to forty five women tuning in watching Total Divas. Now they're tuning in to WWE and watch, sure. watching women, right. you know, compete on the same level as men. And even if they're not tuning into WWE per se, they're getting a respect for the business. Yes. Yeah. Which is really cool. It's not, it's not easy. It's not no. Easy. no. But there are a lot of fans that watch just Total Divas that don't watch WWE, right, correct? Right, yeah, Totally. I, I know a lot of people come up to me and say, I watch Total Divas and i never seen wrestling, but these girls are so hot or whatever. You know, I mean, that's yeah. pretty cool too because anytime you can do something outside of the business that bring, brings more attention to the business, 
is good. Whether, exactly. You know, whether they become WWE fans or not, it's just good for the overall perception. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I agree with yeah. you. You know? Um, so we were talking about, about you, Eva, about how you got into the business. And so when you got added to the Total Divas cast, mm-hmm. had you met any of these of the other girls at all? No. I had no idea exactly um, what I was signing up for. Because at the time, like Brie was saying, it wasn't even picked up yet. It was mm-hmm. basically like, hey, I had nothing to lose because I already wanted to just do the developmental. And so this was like icing on the cake for me to go ahead and attempt to do this reality show that I had no idea if it was going to even take off or what was going to happen from it. So um, I literally got the call Saturday that I you know, got the job. And then I flew to New York for WrestleMania week and I had not met any of these girls at all. So <laughs> it was like not only walking into WWE for the first time ever, it's very intimidating because, you know, you have all these superstars and divas that have been here for in the business for years. And then here I am just like this brand new, I felt like a little kid. And then on top of that, having a camera follow me around. So it's like, Ooh, that's not a very good first impression, you know? So it's definitely, <laughs> especially in this ner- high school. Yes. business. Oh my gosh. Yes. You know? So now, it's nerve wracking. Yeah. Now be honest, uh, Ariane and, and Brie, when she came in, were you guys going, who's this bitch? Who's, well, who's she thinks you she know, is? it's who is so she? funny. Or were you cool with her? Well, cause I know how the diva locker yeah, room totally. can be sometimes. It's disgusting how crazy it gets in there. <laughs> but, um, before I saw Eva, a lot of people were coming up to Nicole and I'm like, oh my gosh, she looks like she could be your guys' trip. Like, she had long, dark yeah, hair long before bla- this. long, black you know? hair, yeah. yeah. And I, Nicole and I are like, oh, I mean, they hire someone who like looks like us? Like, <laughs> no, I thought we were supposed to be diverse. <laughs> best of luck to her. Yeah, right? But then, like, <laughs> I mean, we had, like, obviously, you know, yeah. in the first season we did, we had, you know, I think it's... just natural. Natural to have a little bit of tips. once again, like, who, does, who is this girl? Does she really yeah. want to do this? Mm-hmm. You and, know? you know, like, in our world, when you're comfortable too quick, it's just like, damn, she's real comfortable. <laughs> you know, school. and, like... Wrestling so, is so high school for the guys, too. Yeah. It's so bad. But Nicole and I sat there and we're like, but gosh, she's a lot like us, which is cool. But, you know, we're not going to give in yet mm. to her. But, like, so we, we get along right now. We're good friends. But, you know, yeah. right in the beginning, like, everything in middle school. Sure. It's a and little I weird. I couldn't show all my cards. Like, I couldn't be like, hey, guys, nice to meet you. I'm really scared. I'm so nervous. I don't even know if I should yeah. be here. Hey. So I kind of walked in with, you know. Because you come little... in, you come in, you're like, you, you model and done a bunch of stuff. So you got a little bit of, of you know, confidence, too. You got some swag. Yeah. <laughs> but you had respect though from the start. Even when we talked before you came in, you weren't like you was you were asking. In oh my yeah, opinion, I was always asking you. I was like, but the right questions yeah. too, like yeah. not stupid questions, like really insightful, like how do I do this and what should I do? And you know, you had the respect for the business, which a lot of girls, a lot of girls come and go. I mean, you guys have been here right. for a long time, but you know the ones that come and go. Right, they don't really have respect for the business. They, I, I just think completely it's be an easy agree paycheck, with you. Yeah, you know? completely it's, agree. It's not. No, you're right. You can't come in that way. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Talk is Jericho. So I'm sitting here with Brie Bella, Eva Marie, and Ariane from E's Total Divas. Season 3 just debuted this week. Huge ratings. One of the highest debuts in E history. That's amazing. All right. Eva Marie, 
time to come clean. Let's talk about the fateful day in WWE. You arrive. You got long black hair, mm-hmm. just like the Bellas. Did you decide to change your hair color yourself? Were you told to change it? What was the the Well, the story? day before um, I had to fly out to New York, I got a phone call saying, Hey, um, Eva, what do you think about changing your hair color? From E or from WWE? From both. Okay. So I was like, um, and you know, I'm brand new, so I didn't want to ruffle any feathers. So I was like, um, I'm not sure. And they did it real lightly. Like, you know, maybe some like highlights or something like that. Because right now, you know, the twins, they have dark hair like you. And we don't really want people to confuse you guys. And I was like, "Mm, okay. So I had an appointment on Monday and they put red streaks in LA. Mm -hmm. They put red streaks in my hair. And I was like, mm, like kind of devastated because I didn't like it at all. So anyways, I fly to New York Tuesday. I get off the plane and they see me and they're like, they didn't tell me this right away. But um, that night they were like, absolutely not. Like that wasn't even, you what? still have dark hair. Oh, but just had red streaks. Yeah, I just had it. like yeah. red, red streaks and they're like, that's it's not exactly gonna, the same. Yes. Like, sorry, <laughs> but that's not going to work for us. So the next day I go to um a salon in new york and they're like well we need something drastic so we want you to go platinum blonde i'm like you you're kidding like i have high school pictures of me trying to be blonde i'm mexican italian that just does not work on my skin yes it just does not work on my skin tone whatsoever and when they said blonde i was like do you guys want me to pull up some past pictures because it's Uh. not cute so i'm literally sitting in the chair they're like stripping out the red color and i like had a a mini nervous breakdown because I was like, there's no way that I could rock this platinum blonde hair and feel like, you know, yeah, feel good, feel, good, yeah. feel, sexy, you know, feel, feel confident, yeah. feel like in my own skin, like good. Right. So I made a quick decision. I was like, F it. Let's do red. And then, uh, it was a big controversy because phone calls, phone calls, like you through, had to get permission. Yes. You had to go through all the proper channels and then it was like a no. And then it was a yes. And then it was a no. And then at the end of the day, I was like, no, I like, I have to do this or else I'm not going to feel, there's mm-hmm. no way I'll feel confident. So I went ahead and made the decision and, and it went, looks great. Yes. Thank you. The best is, business decision ever. Yeah. It, not for, a lot of people probably can do that. Yeah. And First of all, it isn't it crazy that you had to like have people making calls about whether or oh. not you can change your hair right? color? That's like, even, crazy it's my hair, freaking right? hair, man. You even know? sitting here right now doing this interview, like it blows my mind. I would never in a million years think that I would be in this position if you mm-hmm. asked me uh, a little over a year ago, just because that's how quickly everything changed. Yeah. Me, you know, so it's just insane. But like the girl said, best business decision because it makes you stand out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and, the, and the thing is, too, if you would have went platinum blonde, how many blonde Absolutely. girls have we had in the WWE over right. the yes, years? Totally. As many as there's as the black haired girls, blonde yeah. girls. Mm-hmm. Never had a red-headed girl. Mm-mm. Like I'll red this, everything. You know? <laughs> I'll red everything. That's your hashtag. Hashtag I'll red everything. Um, so, yeah, so that, that, so that made a, a big difference for you and kind of put yes. you on the map. Mm-hmm. So tell us about when you first uh, started filming this show, when you came backstage. Now, 10 years ago, this show would not have happened. Oh, no. Vince would have said, forget it. Totally. The boys would have been shaving the cameraman's eyebrows, you know, <laughs> pooping in their cameras, yeah. whatever. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> Trust me, yeah, it was it was it was the Wild West a few years ago. Even for me, you know, I've been wrestling for twenty four years or something. I get it; it's cool, but just even to see cameras background, I remember you know filming everything. I was I remember a couple times it's like going over a match or something, and there's a camera not ever filming us, but you're like, what are these cameras doing? I get these cameras out of here, but still, I'm sure I was like not as bad as some people or worse than others. 
How was it when you first came back? Well, and even for us, I was kind of like, wait, why are they filming right now? Like this is, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, cause you There's do people around. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it's like, we are going through matches. We're doing stuff. Like, are you allowed? Like it was really weird, but, um, you know, in the end they said Vince had complete say how things get pieced together, what he wants to be shown and, and he not. Get final say over the exactly. Edits. Right. But so many people were hating on us to the oh, point God. we were all getting heat. And I'm thinking yeah. like, did you want me to say no? Like, <laughs> you know, then I'm going to have to answer to the boss. I'm like, but it was uncomfortable because, you know, a lot of people would scream and yell and be like, put the camera down. And you're like, oh, like the, uh, some yeah. of the other wrestlers, you mean? Yes. <laughs> yes. No one wanted to be a part. You want to film something with people. Yeah. Walk by like walk- this. Yeah, I was one of my cameras. I'd walk all the way around the building just to not be in it. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Were, like crazy, like making it off. Like oh, very gotcha. uncomfortable. So they would walk by with like magazines yeah, over their yeah. face, like yeah, like crazy, yeah. yeah. But then now it's crazy to see like the difference. How many people want to do scenes with us? It's a hit now. now yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, if we would have failed. You guys all would have been in line laughing at us. That's like. But isn't that show business though? Yeah. <laughs> now they're, they're squeaking behind. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're photobombing your shots. Like, yeah, it's like coming over the shoulder. Like. <laughs> oh, there's times we'll be filming scenes and completely get interrupted by wrestlers coming to me like, ladies, ladies. I'm like, oh, now. Yeah. yeah. And you got to be nice. You're like, okay, yeah, get yeah. the hell out of here. It's a success. And yeah. like, everyone's like, oh, I want to be a part of that. You know what I mean? Because yeah. at first, it's like you do take that chance. Like Brie was saying earlier, yeah. it yeah. may fail. You never know. Sure. You're putting you know, your life out there and it may work, it may not. And now that it has, it's just so funny to see like the difference in people's attitudes and how people don't really put the, you know, paper yeah. up and mm-hmm. like, ooh, let me get but, that cameo but, in. But, but also too, like you said, you're, you're, you're breaking the third wall of wrestling and going behind the scenes. Right. Yeah. Filming it. I mean, that never has happened before. Oh no. Never. And obviously you're not, fil- or maybe you are filming if you're going over matches and how you put them together. I don't know, but it's, it's no. always backstage getting makeup on yeah. and doing your yeah. stuff or whatever. But um, is it hard to, at first and even now, to always have a camera on you? I mean, I've talked to all three of you guys, and it's like, well, how was your day off? Well, we didn't have a day off. And right. we don't get a lot of days off as it is, but you guys, when your day is off, you go home and keep getting filmed. Mm-hmm. You're always right. working, mm-hmm. which means always putting makeup on and always looking yes. hot. And- well, there's times in Total Divas you'll see me oh, look okay. like, yes. you're like, what the hell's wrong with Bray? I'm like, I just feel like wearing oh, makeup that yeah. day. Then you go, no, that was Nikki. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You yeah. look pretty just the same oh. as I know, that was All you yeah. guys look pretty no matter what. <laughs> just going around. Like, cough, cough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but, but like, so, 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 how was it to have the camera in your face and you got to always be, I guess, on? Yeah. Well, I know for Brian and I, it was actually really hard because, first off, we were like, are we even entertaining enough? Like, because they're like, well, let's come home. And then I'm like, well, I mean, you guys are just going to film? Like, I just want to sit on the couch. We're like, yeah, okay. And I'm like, but is that fun? And then I would always feel like I had to talk. Right. And Brian would look at me like, and then he always felt like he had to talk. And I'm like, you guys can just relax at times. It's okay. And I was like, oh, you just always feel like you have to be on. Mm-hmm. But Brian and I would get really uncomfortable. And then I, it was kind of like weird because then we start talking and then we'd stop and be like, do we want this on camera? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and then they'd be like, why'd you guys stop in the middle of a sentence? And we're like looking at each other, trying to like send these like signals to each other. Like, what do we do now? <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> but, um, now we're good with it. And there's just times I'm like, Hey guys, I just need two hours to myself. Can mm-hmm. you just please step outside? And they're totally cool with it. Cause now there's moments cause we're so crazy. I sometimes feel like I'll have a nervous breakdown. I'm just like, yeah. I just need to eat my food. I, I just need mm. to not talk. I need to just be with my husband. Two hours, no cameras, no mics, nothing. And they're cool. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know how you guys handle it. For me, I've always liked stuff like that. So for me, it was in going back with, you know, being a Funkadactyl at that time, I was just so like frustrated with being, which one to, I don't, I don't know which one, which, and that get, that became so frustrating. Like for me, it's like, I want people now to see like, you know, the the difference between the two of us and like, you know, how we're completely opposite. Like Naomi and I, two different personalities and just com- like how we do things are just completely opposite so it's just like for me it's like i wanted that so then people can see me mm-hmm. for me and her for her as and you we're right. two different people i mean there are those times though where you do get like so overwhelmed because it's just like oh my god like now on my off days i'm also filming but then it's like you know thank god for my boyfriend he's always like the one to kind of calm me down and be like hey babe like he's like that positive mm-hmm. energy when i am ready to be like <laughs> Like I'm having a moment, mm-hmm. just kind of like bring me back to like you know life and. Yeah. And also, you, you guys, all everyone knows that this is a pretty cool thing to totally. be a part of, right? Yeah, know? and that's and what makes it all that much more worth it, you know, because right. we see like the actual outcome and we have like a final product that we get to see and kind of look back. And totally, talk, damn, you guys, it was worth this it. is awesome, you know. But legit, yeah. only fifteen percent of what we film makes television. Of course, yes. so you're filming so like insane. We're filming amounts. so much, and you're like. Like, even I remember they didn't air Brian's birthday last May or something. And I'm like, we gave you that night. Like, we, right, you we the did. Cameras. Yeah, and you guys were with us like six hours and none of that made television, which is fine. But it's like, I would have rather have had a free night. But you just don't know what's mm-hmm. going to make television. Exactly. Do they so ever do hard. like, um, I know when I did Dance with the Stars, like they're always filming the rehearsals. You're always filming. And the rehearsals would be like seven, eight hours a day, every day, seven days a week. And the one week there was some dance that was bugging me. And one time I went, I can't do this. This is driving me nuts. And as soon as I said, I went, they're going to use it. And lo and behold, in the package they, yeah. before, the it was like, yes. I can't do this. It's driving me nuts. And then it's, I can't do this. It's driving me nuts. It's driving me nuts. It's driving me nuts. It's, me nuts. it's, me nuts. it's the same one. One yeah. time yeah. out of 40 hours. Yes. Yes. Do you ever get that oh, happening to you? All the time. Because yeah, the things are like what you didn't expect to say because you get caught up in the moment. And you're like, because you know, you forget that the cameras and are you're there. And you're mic'd up. Exactly. Yeah, always. So always. So sometimes you have like those emotional moments that you're like, ooh, I don't know if I want the world to see that. And those are usually the things Oh yeah, make it because you like get so caught up in the moment with stuff mm-hmm. and like emotionally maybe it's like happiness or sadness and it's like they use that when you're like oh why did you do that yeah. totally. <laughs> it's almost like you can keep strong for so long but we all break exactly. we're human beings yes yeah. and not only like Brie was saying you know we're we're doing traveling WWE we're doing this job but then when we go home we're doing that for X amount of hours you know and then mm-hmm. it's like oh my goodness they're maybe not even use what we just did. Right. So or maybe like, take something out of context. Yes. Exactly. Oh, which totally. happens a lot. Yes. I'll give a look to someone and I look like a total bitch. And I'm just like, I don't think I gave that look. I know I wouldn't give that look when someone would say that. But it's or like it's they must. a different little like. Yeah. It's just. They take this look. As the response to something that happens yes, like four hours even, later. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, damn. Was there. When, when you guys um, first started filming not just about behind the scenes with the guys, how was it with the girls that weren't on the show? Did that cause? Yeah, it caused <laughs> some was, tension. That was, there was definitely some tension with that. Just because you think about it, like people get into their feelings and everyone wants an opportunity like that. No matter people say like, oh, you know, I don't want to do that. I feel like we're human. So no matter what, like right. there are certain people who were like, oh, like I wish that, that was that was me. You know what I mean? So 
you know, tension was definitely, I would say, running high. You know what I mean? And it just yeah. like it'd be hard sometimes to talk about things around people because then it's and like, we'd all be respectful yeah. and not because we never wanted to, to hurt anyone's face, rub it in the face. Right. In the face. Yeah. But it almost made us feel like should we have said no? So you guys would have been happy. Like it was like don't punish us because we. Like we yeah, sure. we we're not crazy for saying yes. We're not like, yeah, yeah, like if you said no, they would have said yes. Exactly, you know, yes. Like exactly. Yes. And I feel like, and that's the thing here. Like it's a roller coaster, and there's certain things, opportunities that will be given to people and other aspects. Like you know what I mean. Like we we the whole thing we've all been fighting is you know being on the show but not being able to have a chance at the title. You know what I mean. So it's just kind of like you mm-hmm. give and you give and take and. With this job, it's like sometimes you can be all the way at the top. Sure. And then sometimes you're at the bottom, but I feel like, you know, we're a family, and it takes two to tangle. You can't do this job as a solo act. So I just feel like you work with the person, let them have their moment, and then one day it'll be, because you never, you know. What goes around comes around. Exactly. Who knows how long the show will be, but, you know, you never know. Like, maybe 10 years from now, the whole cast will be replacing it. Someone else's opportunity now to have that moment and shine. Hey, if you guys go 10 years with this. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, and I think, too, that Total Divas has really helped the Divas division. And I know some people don't want to admit it. They're like, yeah, right. It's, you know, it hasn't, but, Let's be honest, on, you know, WWE television, Divas don't get a lot of time. And I think this has really opened up the door. And now you're seeing two to three Divas matches on Raw. Like, you're seeing all this stuff. Mm -hmm. SummerSlam had two Divas matches. Yeah, exactly. Seven or eight matches. Right. And I think, you know, that a lot of that is because of Total Divas. Mm -hmm. You know, we really opened up a door showing, like, people love Divas. And also gave you guys a story. A story. Exactly. And also gave you time to show your personalities. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. It was funny. I was envisioning in my head like like Greasers versus Socias or Jets versus Sharks in the women's yeah. locker room. Like, here's the Total Diva side and there's a line. And here's the non-Total <laughs> Diva side. Felt like that for if a little bit. It was like that, you know, but it's, a, it's definitely a lot better, you know? Well, yeah. yeah, and I think, too, like, I remember we were all in a meeting one time, all of us Total Divas, and we started talking about everyone wanted us to open up and talk about our personal lives, like our childhood. And I was blown away because a lot of the girls in our cast have always kept quiet about their, like, childhoods. Mm -hmm. And we all were in tears crying so hard. Mm -hmm. We all realized Mm -hmm. how much we related and how all of us had these childhoods that weren't great. And I was just, like, looking, like, at Ariane, for example, and we're both crying. I'm just, like, thinking, like, I had no idea. Like, if the divas just opened up more, like, Mm -hmm. we were so, you know, and I think it made us all have this really strong bond. Exactly. The originals, at least. And... We all grew this really strong bond because we were like, damn, like it, it was a really neat experience. So I think when we started getting all this hate with the show, it was like we were all like protecting each other too. Mm-hmm. It was really like sisters. It was like yeah, a sisterhood, which again, it still is. Going yeah. through this together, you know, and that totally. kind of opens up my next question. Whereas season two, they brought in Summer. Right. And now season three, they brought in Rosa. Rosa. Yeah. So how is it having a new girl come into the originals world? Well, it's so funny because the originals were just like so tight. Yeah. <laughs> like the mean girls. Yeah, right. But, um, you know, it's for me, a lot of the filming that we did this summer, I was gone um, from WWE. But, you know, I, I have to say it's like, you know, Rose has been around for a long time. And I think, you know, she's really never been a big character on WWE. So I think people wonder, oh, who is she and how is she? But um, I just found that she never won a match. 
I know, you know actually, that? She's I, the one I'm at. well, I saw that. that. Yeah. yeah. Tell me, it was the she won one? It was a DQ against Layla. <laughs> really? Yeah, I had that, no idea. I didn't know. I would give me a complex, yeah, man. Right? Yeah, she right? Told me that. I was like, "You're joking," and she's like, "No, I, I swear." To she's like, "I've never even used a finisher or anything." I was After like, nine years, I was like, that, yeah, that's wow. the perfect example of why she that getting a chance on this show is probably the biggest thing for her career since she got signed. And right. She's always wanted something like this, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see, but it's funny because you'll really see how people's personalities really adapt mm-hmm. together. And I think you'll see that with Rosa. You'll see who she really is. And, um, you know, just where she's at with like, not only divas division, but with the total divas. Mm-hmm. Now let's talk about um, another thing that I, I was laughing about, or not laughing about, think it's cool, is that all you guys have your husbands and boyfriends on the show now as kind of auxiliary characters. Yeah. And um, I mean, with with you and, and Daniel, Daniel's obviously a big part of the WWE, Nikki and, and John, John is a big part of the WWE, but with you guys, both your hu- husbands or boyfriends aren't Outsiders. really, yeah. they're not TV characters, mm-hmm. they're not you know show business guys. How was it for them to get them involved on the show and uh, have them kind of be interacting with you all the time as well. It was difficult for me at first just because WWE, people who are outsiders, it's usually hard to bring them in. A, it's just because, you know, it's like it's a whole different world. So to bring him in, I was like, ooh, I was kind of nervous at first. To I'm have like, them backstage. Yeah, and like, you know, especially at the time too when people weren't very happy that the cameras are back there. So I'm like, ooh, how do I, how do I deal with this? Like, this is, this is hard. But I mean, now... It's actually crazy because he actually gets this business so much. Like, he's actually a lot more, like, aware than I was when I first came here. Like, he just knows. Like, he just knows all the right things to do. And it's it's, it's actually great because, you know, I feel like dating, you could either have a superstar you date here or have someone at home and everything comes with its pros and its cons. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? No sure. relationship is perfect. But for me, it's great just because it's someone who gives me, like, that outlet mm-hmm. outside of work. So when I'm going through it, he knows how to just, like, take me away from all this. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, for him, it's so funny. He, like, he loves the camera. So I'm like, ew. Like, he just loves Natural ham. So mm-hmm. What's it, his it, name? It Vincent. And what does he do? He works at Brinks. So he's, like, you know, a transporter gotcha. of money. Yeah. And then how about your now husband? Yeah. For me, like, everything literally, I met Jonathan four weeks before my developmental tryout. Mm-hmm. So when I even told him, hey, you know, um, I have this opportunity, I'm going to try out to be a WWE diva. He kind of looked at me like, what? Girl, like, you're crazy. Girl, bye. But um, <laughs> he was amazing through that entire four-week span because, I mean, he's super into fitness and everything like that. He would, like, pack my lunches. He had me ready to go, you know? So I got through the four weeks, and I was like... This is something that, like, I truly have, like, fallen in love with. And you guys had just met. We had just met four weeks before this. So after Crazy. that try, I know. I was after like, that girl. tryout. Can you imagine a guy meeting a girl at four weeks are gone, going to move away? I mean, he no. must have really well, dug I hadn't, you. I hadn't gotten it yet because I was just doing, all I was doing was a tryout, you oh, know, gotcha. where it was like, after the diva surge, then it was like, okay, they narrowed it down to 12 of us. And then it was like, okay, can you guys handle the physicality in the ring? So day one, getting into the ring, I fell in love. I mean, it's completely different. Soccer was my main sport, but getting, stepping into the ring was like a completely different experience. Like, it doesn't matter how athletic you are. It's just a whole other ball game. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh my God, I love this. I love this. You know, I couldn't wait to get there every single day. So when I told Jonathan, like, this is what I want to do, he was like, well, okay, if this is what you want to do, then, you know, put everything into it and see what happens. After that four weeks, I got the developmental and it was like, okay, well now... I have to move in July. 
and then that was another <laughs> he was like oh my goodness and then after that then i had went and auditioned for total divas then i got that so then i all of a sudden was like babe i'm moving in 48 hours so it, it happened that quick for us and then on top of that he wasn't into like a reality show or anything like that that's just not he's because he said he's a computer guy yeah, yeah like he worked for blizzard he was a gaming guy that's what he loves to do and he's just into that you know mm-hmm. and then um once i moved he ended up actually giving up his life and moving with me because i wanted to spend all my off days that i could into the performance center and then um that was difficult just because of filming for total divas and everything like that but initially when i told everybody that i had a boyfriend they were like oh yeah right like as soon as i got on the road they're like that's not gonna yeah i was like that's oh. not. even i thought i was, I was like, like oh you've been with him this long yeah. yeah so no one thought you know that it would it would last but um when the cameras first came around us he was shy like he didn't he, well, people that don't yeah. have camera experience or even in don't know how to act sometimes totally. that's what i mean yeah. right so he's not used to like his normal he was very like I guess yeah, scared yeah. or timid. Sure, and intimidated then, probably yes. is the word, right? And then now it's like, <laughs> oh my god, he forgets that they're there, and all of a sudden I'm like, he's handing in storyline ideas. Yeah, right. Yeah. Involving like, him. Wait, like, that's, don't yell at me on camera like that. What? Let's talk about Daniel. I mean, obviously uh, the huge uh, build for Daniel Bryan finally winning the world title at WrestleMania, kind of the highest of highs, and then gets hurt and now has to be out for a while. But in the weird thing that everything happens for a reason, that led to you having your biggest career angle ever in working with Stephanie McMahon at SummerSlam. Tell us about how amazing that was for you. Because if we go back to what you said earlier, you quit the WWE because all you wanted was a story. And here you had one of the best stories in a long time. Totally. And, you know, it's so cool, too, because it organically happened. Mm. Like, um, you know, obviously, you know, I am. I'm lucky that my husband is... Daniel Bryan and that Stephanie for a year tortured him like Mm -hmm. you know every pay-per-view they found some way to screw him and then yeah he you know won the titles at Wrestlemania and um and then from there our our life just changed so much with you know everything that happened but when WWE came to me and said hey this is the idea we had I literally almost like just died I was just like wait what because if you would have asked me I mean it's probably out there somewhere years ago like oh who's your dream match I'm like Stephanie McMahon but I didn't think that was going to happen like come on like because Stephanie's been out of the ring how long she hadn't wrestled in a while exactly but then um, when our angle started it just felt so right and for me it was um, to work with Stephanie it was just like I learned so much I mean she's incredible like uh, an amazing entertainer and um, oh, her character is so, so good. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like she's she is so the Vince's top, daughter. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like she Crazy. is exactly like yeah. Vince it's in the ring, insane. totally. And that helped me so much. But everything felt because there were real feelings. Like there was there was things I felt like going in the story with Stephanie that there was things my with my husband. I felt like mm-hmm. yes, I, I did think he was screwed for a very long mm-hmm. time with a lot. Legitimately, so, yeah, and like. I so I was able to you know take that and really go with it. But come SummerSlam, I was just like, wow! Like, how do I ever top this? Mm-hmm. And then when they asked, like Vince came to Stephanie, and I was just like, I want you guys to main event. I was just like, huh? And he's like, it'll be a big promo. And I'm like, I you know I was on the mic a lot when I my angle with Karma, but then that ended you know um, very quickly and kind of I you know not a lot. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I'm main eventing tonight. Promo with Stephanie. Yeah, main eventing Raw. Promo with Stephanie. I'm like, somebody pinch me. Mm -hmm. But I was so nervous, so nervous. 
And um, but hey, it just it was a dream come true. It worked out really good. Oh my gosh, yeah, you have no idea. Like we said, for, for the divas to have not just one match in SummerSlam, but to have two matches, right. and one of them is is one of the main events. Totally. You, know, you look at the poster; it's Stephanie and you on there. Yeah, and I think too, like, and Stephanie and I got such like great ratings that I mean, we were blown away. And Vince next week he had us, you know, main event again, and he just said like. I've never had two women close a show, you mm-hmm. know, on their own with their story. And you guys knocked it out of the park. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking to myself, like, oh, my gosh, we don't have the title. Because you always thought, like, oh, having a diva angle, you need the title for it to mean something. But to not have the title and to have this diva story between Steph and I do so well, I was just thinking, like, oh, my gosh, every star that I ever wished to. Thank you so much. Yeah. Like, honestly. Like, and then, above. yeah, and when I came back after my SummerSlam match, I think coming back and seeing Brian, he was standing there, and how his face was. He was just like a proud daddy. <laughs> it was so cute. I, I told him, I'm like, you have no idea. When I came back and saw your face, it just, it made my well, heart melt. pretty cool, because I'm sure there's been countless times, I mean, where you were waiting for him to come back through the curtain. All the time. And now he gets to see you come back through. Right. He's out, he's hurt. It's almost the second best thing. I can't do it, but my wife is killing it. Right. That must have been pretty cool for him. Really cool. Yeah. It, it was. So you're going into season three of Total Divas, debuted this week. Lots of experiences, lots of, of times. One of the last questions I want, I want to ask is, what's your favorite thing that's happened on Total Divas? Let's start with you, Ariane. That's, I think for me, this season, you'll see a different side of me. You know, I am very feisty. My personality is very rare. Mm-hmm. But um, I think... Very what? <laughs> rare? <laughs> can, we, can we spell that, please? Yeah. R-A-U-R-A. <laughs> but um, I definitely think you'll see a different side. You get to see some stuff that's going on with my family and a big, really big choice that I make um, about work, like if I'm even going to be here. So, I mean, that's the side you get to see. And then some stuff with Vinny and I, with our relationship progressing. You know, last season I said I love you to him. I'd never said that. I never said that to anyone, actually. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you see our relationship grow. And um, that's pretty much, you know, on my end, what you'll get to see. You guys drove across the country, too. I know that. Oh. You guys showed up in, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I think it was San Antonio. Yeah. You guys had all been driving with your with your guys. Was that date. fun? A little double oh, yeah. date for eight days or whatever it was? <laughs> Seriously, an hours. That was fun, though. Yeah. You're going to have to definitely tune in for that one because yeah. it was pretty comical. How about you? What's been your favorite or one of your favorites? I think this season um, for me is just uh, I actually get to have a wedding ceremony. And, uh, now, were you guys married before? No, we you... were. We, we eloped. And then I basically robbed my family of gotcha. I am the only girl. And you're going to see, like, I definitely am a daddy's girl. Mm-hmm. So you'll see um, that kind of play out some more and just uh, dealing with, you know, uh, my family and some of their issues that they're going through. But the icing on the cake for me was that moment to have my dad walking me down the aisle. The icing so. on the wedding cake was mm-hmm. that exactly. down the aisle. Yes. Now, did you get married on Total Divas too? I did. That was season finale. I was laughing because when Natty got married, it's like typical heart. You wait to get married until someone else right? pays for it. Hey, <laughs> honestly, typical wrestlers. Brian yeah, and I, they're like, wrestler, well, hey, yeah. we'll pay for the whole wedding. We're like, oh, really? <laughs> you know, because we were going to wait till summertime. And then when they uh-huh. brought a test and like, but it have to be in April. You know, like, yeah, we can make it work. <laughs> <laughs> what was your favorite? Was that it? The wedding? Or? No. Well, I have to say for season three coming up, um, you know, Brian's injury you'll see on there. But he's in what? You'll see his injury oh, and how okay. he's out. But also you'll see because of his injury, I you know, I have to take care of him. Mm-hmm. 
But it's crazy because I'm actually away from WWE a lot um, in the taking beginning. Taking care of your husband. Yeah, taking care of him. But I kind of have a breakdown. And actually, I like legit kind of snap at Brian one time, and I'm sure they're going to air it, and then snap at Nicole. And um, But that it's hard because in our business, what people don't realize is like, oh, just just stay home. You know, We'll have something for you. And you never get a phone call. And all of a sudden, a month goes by, almost two months. I was at, I was at home two months. Mm-hmm. And um, no idea. Like, they kept saying this or that. But in our world, one day, they it's think like of something years. the next. Yeah. Yes. One week is like seven and, weeks. Right. And you kind of see that. I go a little crazy. And I think it's the first time people really see me, like, kind of just I want to see you crazy. Lose my sh- the crazy hippie. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what Nicole, I think Nicole and I in her fight, if I remember correctly, I think she goes, whoa, I thought hippies weren't supposed to get angry. And I'm like, I'm. <laughs> I'm human. Yeah. Like, damn it. <laughs> should see what happens when they try and cut down a tree. Oh, yeah. <laughs> legit. <laughs> but um, so I think that would be a big deal for people. I can only imagine what they'll say. Oh, that's but. great. Last question. What's your favorite match that you ever had? Hmm. Let's see. You know what? I would. It's a toss up. I want I to go back to when I was, you know, with, you know, Naomi mm-hmm. was, I remember it was a match with AJ and Tamina and that was one of my best tag matches. AJ and Tamina versus you and Naomi. Mm-hmm. And then, cause we got to do some things that they usually don't let the girls, like I took like a power bomb oh, okay. and like, you know, stuff. So it's like yeah, stuff yeah. that you know, you don't really get in there and muck girls. it up a bit. Yeah. 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 And then I don't know. Cause I will definitely say it's with me, with my Hill character right mm-hmm. now would, I would either have to say with either Emma or AJ, my first match back with um, AJ. Um, was it on Raw? Um, it was on SmackDown. On Smackdown. Yeah. Okay. But um, I definitely feel like I play a heel character better. You got a little bit of that vibe. Yeah. by. That rear. Yeah. yeah. Rear. So I would say it's a toss up between okay. either Those Emma are two. And how about you? You haven't had a lot of matches. Eva's the one that I'm stands like, out I for you. I literally can count the number of matches on my And five of them fingers. been the last five weeks. <laughs> yeah. Ever <laughs> since you week, came yeah. back, you brought me good luck. <laughs> um, I don't know. I've had um, a lot of mine have been tag or mm-hmm. six diva. Um, but one that sticks out to me uh, just because I got to like screw Nikki in the end was uh, giving her a DDT. So Ooh. that sticks out to me just because one, um, I am so new and still mm-hmm. trying, you know, so green, so rookie. green and, you know, trying to progress. But for Nikki to, uh, let me take, you know, take mm-hmm. it for me and kind of put me over. was awesome. Very cool. Yeah. Now how about you, Brie? You've had a lot more experience. Uh, yeah. Any matches that stick Yeah. I wonder out? what this one's going to be. I know, right? Yeah. I I've know. had so many, right? <laughs> great matches, but obviously Stephanie McMahon. Okay, besides times, the Stephanie Ste- one, oh, that's a no brainer, Ste- right? Cause you've been the women's champion yeah. a couple times. Yeah. And you know, gosh. One of my favorite people to work was Beth Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the girls say that. that yeah, I gosh, and we had some killer matches. Um, but Natty and I had a match on main event. It was actually right before I left, and I have to say, like, we kind of just went out there and like, okay, let's just do this, like, because it was everything happened quick. They kept changing the match, but we went out there, and I afterwards I was like, oh my god, I love. I loved this match. Like it just felt mm-hmm. it, we had Slowed. fun yeah, and we did fun. a lot of like, and I felt there was more grappling in there and um, it's probably one of my favorite. All right. Yeah. Well, there you go. Awesome guys. Total divas on the E channel. What night is it on? Um, Sunday night on E. Sunday nights on E. Yes. Check it out. It's way better than the Kardashians. That's right. Oh. These guys are way cooler too. <laughs> exactly. Thanks guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Big thanks to E's Total Divas, Brie Bella, Eva Marie, and Ariane. Cameron, Funkadelic Cameron. I love that. Somebody call my mama. Somebody call my mama. 
Doon digga digga da bean, doon doon doon, somebody call my mama. Doon digga digga da bean, doon doon doon, somebody call my mama. Yeah, I love that song. I think that was uh, a derivative of Ernest Miller's music. Remember Ernest Miller from WCW? Uh, well, actually, a quick note about Sean O'Hare. Uh, WCW WWE performer passed away this week. People have been asking me to comment about it. I didn't really know Sean. We crossed paths briefly, I believe, in, in WCW and briefly in WWE. Didn't know much about him, but it's always a sad state of affairs when a young dude, uh, someone who went through the trenches like myself, uh, passed away. So God bless Sean Hare and his family and friends. Um, thank you for asking me about that. Uh, thank you once again for listening and thanks for picking up, uh, to completely change subjects, the new Fozzie record. Do you want to start a war on Amazon? Uh, I want you to come see us on the road. September 17th, the tour starts, although we will be this Saturday in Janesville at the JJO boom festival. That's going to be very, very cool. And then the tour with theory of a dead man starts on September 17th. Go to fozzyrock.com and check out all of the tour dates. And don't forget, we've got headlining shows supporting Theory of a Dead Man, but we've also got headlining shows in Abilene on September 18th at the Lucky Mule, September 25th in Beckley, West Virginia at Munchies, September 28th, Parkersburg, West Virginia at the Six Pence, uh, October 1st, Fort Wayne, Indiana at Pierre's and the return to New York City, October 5th, the Gramercy Theater, the home of Fozzie. Come check us out. We've been rehearsing. We got a lot of new songs that we're playing from Do You Want to Start a War? Come see us. WWE schedule winding down. I've got Boston this Sunday, Lafayette, New Orleans area, uh, Louisiana on Monday for my last Raw, and then Night of Champions, Jericho versus Orton. But don't worry, my friends. This is not goodbye. I will be wrestling again, maybe even sooner than you think. Working on more Fozzie dates as well, including internationally. So, so much stuff going on. Um, thank you, as always, for following me and for joining me. And don't forget, October 14th, the best in the world at what? I have no idea. My third autobiography. If you like the first two, you're going to love this one. So even though my time, uh, this run at WWE is winding down, there's still so much more to check out. So much more Jericho. I will never, ever let you down. All the information on the Twitter at Talk is Jericho, at Fozzy Rock, at I am Jericho. Thank you for following me, Jerichoholics, and thank you for doing your online shopping once again through my Amazon link. Totally helps me out. Easy to find, podcastone.com. Keep on the podcast free banner at the top of the page, then click on Talk is Jericho. You see all three of my Amazon links in the UK, the US, and the Canada. Every time you shop at Amazon through my links, Amazon kicks back a little cash to the show so we can keep doing this for you for free for twice a week. No extra fees or hidden charges. You're just getting your shopping done and you're helping me out in the process. All right, how many great guests have I had over the last few weeks, right? Batista, Triple H, those ratings are going through the roof. It's going to be my biggest two shows ever. If you haven't listened to Batista or Triple H, go listen now. Ace Fraley was great. Uh, Bigfoot Hunter Eric Altman was killer. Total Divas today, so much fun. Next week, though, for the first time ever on a podcast, it's the Hardy Boys. That's right, Matt and Jeff Hardy. Two-part interview next week on Talk is Jericho. The hits keep on coming. Who loves you, baby, right? Yeah, that's me. So stay hard, stay hungry. Peace, love, and hugs. That's it. 
in the meantime and in between time another edition of Talk is Jericho. We'll see you next week with the Hardy Boys and a big yeah, Hardy Boys! You can download new episodes of Talk is Jericho every Wednesday and Friday at podcast1.com. That's podcastone.com. 